Welcome to the Restaurant Marketing Podcast, where we talk about how multi-unit brands successfully market at the local level. Today on the show, I want to welcome Sarah Kier, Chief Marketing Officer at Condado Tacos, a build-your-own taco concept. They call themselves a taco joint with a margarita problem. That sounds like a great problem to have. Uh, you'll find their 40-plus locations primarily in the, mid, uh, in the Midwest with a base in Columbus, Ohio. We're currently trying to figure out if there's one in between a driving route I'm taking here in a couple of weeks. Anyway, uh, one of the things that makes them a really unique uh, business is a custom floor to ceiling mural painted by local artists that they have in every single store. Uh, Sarah was formerly the EVP of marketing services at Adept, an ad agency, uh, where she advised CEOs and CMOs on brand growth strategies, sounds like me. Uh, and now she heads all things marketing with a focus on experiential customers, uh, experiences at Condado Tacos, Sarah has a nine-year-old tortoise named Walter. In fact, all of her pets have human names, Walter the tortoise, Susan the dog, and Phil, George, and Doug, who are all cats. Sarah, welcome to the Restaurant Marketing Podcast. Thank you very much. I'm glad to be here. What's your favorite thing to order at Condado Tacos? So I am a little non-traditional, and uh, I, I usually get the bowl. We, so we do a really incredible build your own bowl. Um, and I, at this point, love being able to add and try out a, a variety of toppings and new sauces. So I'm, I'm actually a bowl, a bowl person, but um, tacos is obviously the, the majority of what we do, but we do a pretty, pretty mean bowl too. Awesome. Uh, Cameron here seems to think so as well. So thank you, Cameron. By the way, if you're listening to the show live and you have a question, you want to comment, just throw us a comment. We'll bring it up on the screen if it's if you have a good question or comment. So thank you. Uh, did Were you always a bull person or did a bull just kind of happen? So at Condado, I, I, I actually, if you ever, especially if you end up getting to visit soon too, I highly recommend that you do kind of like the three course meal of Condado, which is like, obviously you have to start with the marg. Speaking my language, keep going. Then you've got to try out a dip sampler. So we have what we call three buds and it is, you can do any of our quesos, our guac. We have a really great Mexican street corn, all of those dips. We have a really mean dip game. So I, I, I highly recommend trying that and then, and then get your tacos. So that's like, it's like the trifecta of a dining experience. So that is, that is what I would recommend um, to anyone going for the first time. I fully expect an update to your Instagram bio today that says a really mean dip game. Uh, <laughs> and if you do not buy the URL really mean dip game.com by the end of the day, I will. Cause that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> awesome. What, what's, you know, as somebody who oversees marketing for lots of locations all over the place, what's like the biggest challenge you face on a daily basis? Yeah. So, you know, it is, constantly that struggle of prioritization between things that feel, you know, urgent right now in long-term strategy, right? So Condado is kind of in, in fast growth mode. Um, when I joined, we were at 24 locations. We're now at 44 locations, opening our 45th next month in St. Louis. And one of the first things that, that I did when, when, when we joined was we, we launched a big consumer research project to really understand who our consumers were, um, how we can differentiate in this growingly competitive space of tacos, especially, you know, what could be interpreted as like kind of trendy tacos, those unorthodox um, tacos. So we did a, a, a big consumer research project, which was incredibly helpful to really just learn about our guests and who they were and how, you know, what they love about us today, how we can best serve them. And in coming out of that, we've been really working on brand positioning for ourselves of, you know, how we can enter new markets successfully and, and how we 
can grow brand awareness in existing um, and, and emerging markets for ourselves. So we're working on this really incredible kind of like brand level strategy and campaigns. And that is so exciting. And then you have your like everyday life right of like all of the other stuff that needs to happen when we're opening new stores and we're launching LTOs and and we have you know new menu designs coming and so it is it is constantly a struggle as i'm sure you can understand too especially agents you've working agency side with just prioritization of like the big important stuff that's not necessarily on fire but is really you know important and then also all of your everyday kind of like tactical things that need done I have so many questions now, but let's stay on topic. Um, how do you make that decision? So here's 10 things you got to do today. How do you figure out what needs to be prioritized? Well, I I have to say I have a really great team. So it's not it's not just me, right? It, and that's kind of like the the other part that was, you know, onboarding to and to Condado was just starting to put the right people in the in the right places um, so that they, you know, I can bring someone in and 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 they're able to to do their role really well and I can be a little bit more hands-off. So plugging those people in um, has been incredibly beneficial. Um, you know, we have a role dedicated to opening new stores and to uh, field marketing. So LSM, local store marketing, um, you know, multiple people in-house who are specifically dedicated to content and social. Because as you know, that's kind of like an always on game, especially with TikTok and video kind of really changing the game um, over the last five years. You know, years. So uh, it's it's not just me, um, but it is still a struggle. Let me tell you, it's not, it's not something that is you know it, it's it's easy. It's kind of a day day to day how we can best support the field and continue to to grow and um, yeah. So cool. Let's so you have team members to support you. Let's talk about the division of labor in your team. Yeah. So you said somebody who handles basically uh, what I would call IRL marketing. So LSM, community yep. management, new store opening, real life marketing. Mm -hmm. Then you have, sounds like you have somebody who does uh, social, digital. Do they handle all digital, email to, loyalty? Like how do you break up your team? Yeah, so we split out loyalty. So what would we kind of think of as as a, a customer experience into its own role? So so that team member uh, manages our loyalty. We have a loyalty app. Um, they also kind of moonlight doing community management for us because, as you know, small team, you kind of do a, a variety of things. Um, and then really that re retention and growth strategy too um, uh, play a role there. And then multiple multiple people full-time dedicated to content, content development, um, design. Um, and then we, we work with uh, someone who helps with media in-house uh, in for us. Um, and uh, yeah, and then a variety of partners, as, as you know, different agency partners handling things like digital um, media for us and SEO and uh, those things. Man, you sound like you have a team the size of McDonald's. I love it. Awesome. Uh, who owns new guest acquisition? So really that is kind of owned by everyone, I would say. So right now, you know, new guest acquisition is happening on a variety of fronts. It, 
when we're entering new markets, and we're opening new stores, that is a great opportunity for us to acquire new guests. And, and you kind of have this like window of time where you're like the cool new place, right? In, in, in town. So you, we want to capitalize on that as much as possible. And really over the last few years, uh, we've, we've created a, a pretty great process and we're constantly refining that, but we've created a great process for entering new markets. And, and I'll tell you a little bit about it. Um, uh, if, if, if you like, we can go into that a, a little bit more, but as much as we can, we, we want to rinse and repeat wherever possible, knowing that you're going to have to customize. It really makes sense because every single market is different. You can't, you really can't create the exact same thing and expect it to do uh, as well in every market. So we try to kind of like the first step with new customer acquisition is, is entering the community in the right way. So, so understanding that neighborhood, that city, um, even, even things as, as elementary as what we call the store. So we do SEO research, local, you know, localized research to understand like, what is the right name for this this restaurant in this market, it's going to help with local search. It's going to help just with like, you know, recognition if someone is searching there, if it's, if it's showing up in a way that like they know that part of town. Right. And then, as you mentioned, we have local artists who are painting the walls of our stores, which is super helpful because our art team is able to work with those local artists to essentially like build local Easter eggs into the art. So example being St. Louis, we open there next month. St. Louis kind of has this interesting history with true crime. There was, you know, I think it was um, kind of a through way back in like the, the 20s and 30s. And so um, there are just like, you know, these well-known kind of mobsters or like, you know, different like kind of like treasure hunty things built into the wall art where, you know, and and um, like landscapes, too. So it, if you're a local, it. The, it automatically feels recognizable and local to you. And it's, it's kind of fun. Um, and then we do something that has worked really well for us uh, that is, is in what we call an all access night. So before we open, we do several like friends and family training, um, training events, but then we do an all access night where we're inviting local influencers, media, it can be like a media preview night. Um, it really is exciting because, you know, it's kind of like you get to experience the store before anyone else does. And it gets us great content, you know, um, social influencers. And that has been something else that has really changed uh, over the last couple of years. Word of mouth marketing is now not just like me asking my friends, you know, what's great. There are these, you know, local influencers that have a, a lot of, of sway um, over there, you know, especially, you know, the vlog, you know, the vloggers, the kind of like informal food critics, if we can get those people in our door, wine, you know, margarita and, and um, dine them, then they're going to put content out there, you know, talking about us showing, you know, showing what it looks like inside. And that creates a lot of buzz for us um, kind of out, out of the gate. So um, that has worked really well on the, the new marketing front for us. Um, and then, you know, on the existing established front, that's really where we have the biggest opportunity. You know, that was one thing that was uncovered during that consumer research was that Kendado actually still has pretty low brand awareness, even in established markets. So, and, and when, you know, when guests learn about us, they're, they're pretty inclined to try us, but it's just getting that word out there. So, um, it is, you know, 
digital is the majority of what we do today related to new customer acquisition. Um, but, but doing more of that uh, is definitely in the future. I have so many questions. This has been so far, it's been an amazing conversation that just leading to more questions. So I'm actually taking my own notes. <laughs> All right. I want to break down a couple of things you talk about. Yeah. I want to dial in for a second into um, the consumer research. Yeah. So I, I've seen a number of brands do this and the report comes back and goes, hey, your guests also uh, shop at mobile gas stations. Oh, really? Thanks. That was helpful. Or your guests also drink at Starbucks. Oh, really? That was really insightful. And so I've seen a number of those where it's just like, you just described everybody. Yep. How do you, in doing like that consumer research, like how do you get around the obvious and really get to brass tacks that like give you insightful ideas on what to do next? Yeah. So, you know, I think that we were very fortunate in the in the fact that the um, the recommendation that uh, and, and who we used to do this research, um, it came from one of uh, Kendato's board members who is just has a, a, a wide a, you know, a, a wide depth of knowledge because he has done this for like four or five brands and really kind of has this process down. I also coming from agency side, and this wasn't something that we did on our side, but we worked with, we partnered with a lot of agencies who did this. And it was always a mixed bag of what you would get back and how valuable and actionable it would be. But, you know, it, the way that we went about getting this this the way that we went about doing this research and what we got back was incredibly valuable. And ultimately what it boiled down to in the quantitative, those takeaways were the psychology around dining. So it was broken out into like, you know, our consumers were broken out into segments, right? I think there were like five total segments of people who dine at Kendato, right? But it's they were broken down into how they made choices related to dining. So our top kind of segment for, for Condado is what we call the socializer. They are, you know, it's in the name. There are people who are very social. They're outgoing. They, they like to go out with a small group of friends. They want some, they want a place where everyone can find something that they like. They like a place that has atmosphere. They want really good food. They want a variety of dietary options. So they really appreciate that at Condado, we have vegan options. We have vegetarian, we have gluten-free. We're, you know, we've, we really can cater to any, to the majority of people. So we learned about their their preferences as a person related to dining and that that socializer segment for us, it really over indexes. It makes up more than half of our dine, dining occasions. These, this consumer does. They're more they're more loyal. They're more frequent for us. So for us, it really gave us like a playbook of what kind of you know, what kind of marketing, what kind of loyalty and retention strategies would make sense from us to this to this type of person. If, if, if that makes sense. Sure. Okay. So let's say you've been given five ICPs or five avatars. Yeah. Okay. And you're like, this is the one that over indexes. Yes. Then do you take that and look at your marketing strategy and going, we're doing everything just to talk to them or do you like 80% goes to them or like, how do you think about your marketing mix yeah. as it uh, applies to like the over indexing type of cut guests? It's such a great question. So <clears throat> We have kind of like a second segment that is like, you know, the second most important and they're a foodie, like someone who really, really enjoys, considers themselves a foodie. I'm sure you, you know one or you, you may be one. Um, and the way that we're thinking about this really um, 
if we we're going to be focused on our our core consumer while being friendly to the rest of the segments we don't want to ignore the other people we know you know we know about them too there's you know um the 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 kid friendly we, there's you know there's a, there's the parent that is ultimately making choices um for some place that their kid will eat too right like so we we want to be focused like our, our, our marketing will be focused really on our top consumer while also taking in, into consideration all of the other people that we know are dining at Condado. Amazing. By the way, you just named three customer buckets that I fit in each. Uh, right. if, if, if you were in a situation where you didn't have the money to hire an agency or relationships, like how would you tell a brand to go get that information about their own guests? Like, let's say they just want to run like kind of like their own version of that. How would, what would you suggest? Yeah, you know, I, I there there's definitely surveying that can be done um, that can give you kind of like that quick and dirty feedback related to those same dining preferences that that we talked about. So, you know, if you've got a CRM, if you've got a loyalty program and you don't have the money to, to necessarily go do this, like, you know, um, statistically significant, you know, uh, uh, um, data research project, then you could absolutely kind of follow the same process, surveying your guests. And then we also did focus groups. So, you know, we brought in loyal consumers to Condado and we brought in people who fit into those other categories that had never heard of Condado. And we, we talked with them. We got feedback on our brand, on on other brands that they dine, like just to under understand, kind of again, um, uh, what makes us different, uh, what they really love, if there's anything that you know is a pain point today, um, and it's it's been very helpful. So, amen. So, like, let's say that we're gonna. Use, I own a hamburger shop. Let, yep. Let's use my hamburger shop as an example. Let's say I could kind of guess what I think what our five ICPs are. Yep. Would I send out an email with one question that says, which one of these are you? Like, is that a good first step? So, you know, in a way, if there is, a, if there is like, so it, again, like if it going back to those segments of you make, how you make decisions related to dining in a sentence or two, like, which do you most closely relate to when you're making dining decisions? Like which of these buckets do you fall into? Or yeah, I mean, I think that, that is, you, you could absolutely start there. Awesome. I will do it and I will share the results. Yes, do it. <laughs> All right. Love it. Uh, you also talked about from that consumer research, uh, getting insights about local SEO. I'm a yep. big SEO player. Can you kind of yeah. talk through how that works and how you implement what you learn? Yeah. So, um, so on the on the local side, um, there is that research up front that we're doing to just really understand that community, and that is a, a, in, a, in a lot of ways related to to keyword research. You know, to help us with store name across digital, making sure our location pages. That was another bigger project that we undertook. Um, we worked with we worked with Yext, um, and they power our location pages. Yeah, it's great, like scale, scalable tools, right? Like, and that is an awesome one. Um, former former director of marketing and in charge of hospitality at Yext. Oh, that's we love Yext. We yeah. are a big 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 Yext fan. Yeah, most so, of my most of my clients are using Yext as well. They're using it through Marquee, but yeah, it's an incredible program. That would have yeah, that would have been a fun role too. That's a, it's a it's a that's a cool company. So. Um, 
so we we realized that the majority of our traffic we spend so much time on our home our website homepage right like that's like that's where it feels like 90% of your your thoughts go to like you know what's what's on the homepage what are we featuring blah 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 we realized that actually more of of our of our website traffic was com- was entering through location pages so location pages were our homepage, right? Like a lot of people probably never saw the homepage or maybe they saw, but they definitely weren't entering there. So we did a big revamp of our location pages with uh, with Yext to uh, just highlight those brand elements about Condado, um, our culture, our food, our people, um, right where they're landing first on those location pages. And uh, and, and that we heavily, you know, relied with uh, relied on um our, our digital team to support us with, you know, what content, but then also just making sure that we're making it make sense for the, for the consumer and really trying to like give them an experience that, um, that would, that would be the best, that would be the best first kind of impression of, of Kendado. So do you, do you put the address of the restaurant in the URL for the landing page or the local page? We do the, the store name. Yep. Yep. Exactly. By the way, you want, you want to take it up a notch? Here's here's a tactic. Okay. You go look at McDonald's does this. So like if they're doing it, it must be the right way. Yeah. If you're like one, two, three, four Main Street, you know, Dublin, Ohio, it's, you know, McDonald's slash ES slash blah, 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 slash one, two, three, slash Main Street slash Dublin slash. So we don't do that. That is very interesting. That's awesome. I'll have to, I'll, I'll, take, I'll take a note on that one. So awesome. I, I, I learned that when I used to work with Mellow Mushroom, they tried it and like their SEO results are ridiculous. And I was like, okay, everybody's doing this now. And I looked at Arby's does it, McDonald's does it. And I was like, again, I don't need to figure this out. Somebody else already has, you know what I mean? Yeah, that's, that's awesome. But as you know, it's like a lot of consumers today, unless they're really trying to like check you out, it's like they they might never reach your website. Like you also have to make sure that like your Google business profile is like buttoned up because a lot of people like that is in a way a homepage for your business, right? So um, that was another kind of just revamping that, what information we have there, just making sure again, that we're kind of like putting our, our best foot forward across all of the digital touch points, which are many, as you know. <laughs> God bless. Amen. All right. Uh, we have less than nine minutes to go and I still have 800 questions. So uh, I want to talk about new store openings. Do you say NSO or do you say NRO? I can't, I can't figure out. We say NRO and I apologize. I probably dropped like a hundred acronyms already, <laughs> but um, you know how that goes. So yes, new, new restaurant openings or NROs is what we say. Uh, we've always said NSO, but maybe I'm wrong. Um, what's like your general playbook for in terms of marketing for a, a new store opening? Yeah. So we do you have all day. Just the bullet points. <laughs> um, so the we like coming off of that that all access event and then oh, another big activation that that I didn't mention um, we do, uh, we have kind of have this like trademarked event, which has worked really well again, to just create excitement that we call a year of yum. So for the first hundred people in line opening day, we give them a year of free tacos. So they get one free taco a week for a year. And wow. it, it's really fun. We get to promote that on social. It gets a nice long line out our door. We even have had people camp out 
um, over, you know, it's it, in, oh my goodness, where was that? In Grand Rapids, it was like snowing and there were people camping. It was, it was hardcore. I'm like, wow, you guys know how to do it here. Um, and we run all of that through our loyalty program. So that's really nice because we, we give them their free tacos. We get them signed up with loyalty right away. And then they get their free tacos, you know, in their account every week, um, for that year. But so it, it, that again, kind of just helps create that buzz and that excitement for us opening. And then coming out of that opening, we're just, we're spending more on all of those same digital touch points, but we're spending more in search. We're spending more in social, those kind of same national campaigns, but we're giving those new markets some extra love because they just don't have the brand awareness um, that we have elsewhere, right? So, um, and then we have a really great uh, uh, local store marketing program that has really evolved over time, continues to evolve over time. But um, the the team put together, our, our, um, our manager of this department put together a playbook. So we have, you know, as much as we can to templatize kind of like what makes sense for local marketing and, and how you can activate um, across a variety of different, you know, events or sponsorships or, um, you know, in-store activations uh, and, and trying to make that as much of a, you know, um, off the shelf program as possible to, and then we're, we're also still supporting them, you know, helping them identify opportunities, but we're, we're actually a very small team. Like it might've might sounded like we, we have many, but we're pretty nimble and small team. So as much as, as much as we can empower um, the team, uh, we, we do that. Awesome. All right. So if I'm hearing correctly, a new store opening or new restaurant opening, you're doing some Google search ads. Yeah. Yep. You're running ads on Meta. Are you running awareness, traffic, conversion? What are you running? Um, on across the Meta platforms, we do we do both. So we do both conversion focused ads and what we consider like more like brand awareness ads. Um, and and then we have you know our organic page as well that we're that we are you know posting to um, and. And we actually created a little rubrics for social um, to kind of like check mark across both paid and organic what our goals are. So by channel, because it really kind of varies, you know, um, and and TikTok, like you, I think year one TikTok, the goal was solely to entertain. Like we had, we people don't want to be sold to necessarily, especially by a brand on TikTok. So, um, uh, so so yes, we're we're doing all of the social channels. Awesome. Side note, I am interviewing the TikTok for restaurants team on stage at the QSR summit early next month. And in our pre-show planning, I was like, come on, what's the secret? Like, what's the one thing? And they literally said, be entertaining. Yes. They were like, they were like the hashtags, time of day, like all, like how long is your video? Like they're like marginally important. Yes. And no, nothing more important is like just having good content. So I was yes, like, yes, exactly. I was like, dang it, I'm a growth hacker. Like, that was <laughs> <laughs> You're like, tell me more about this. Yes, 100%. That is awesome. All right. So let's go through this real quick. New store opening playbook, uh, Google search, meta ads, your conversion ads. Are you like giving an acquisition offer, sending to a landing page, that type of thing? It is not that sophisticated. It's more um, ads that we that are sales activation in nature, right? So we're talking about happy hour. We're talking about patio. The 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 intent is to to drive foot traffic or online sales, right? So if you know Olo purchases, etc. So like order now type of thing. Yep, exactly. Okay, so Google search, meta ads, local SEO. You have uh, influencer PR. Any other like secret tactics to to an NRO that work for you? The year of yum. Yeah. Um, 
I can't. I mean, those feel like the big ones. So, yeah. Awesome. Okay. Real quick. Yeah. Influencers, word of mouth. How do you manage and activate an influencer word of mouth program? We are in the process of, of this right now. And I really, you know, the team and I feel like this is probably one of like the biggest areas of opportunity for us. It, it helps that we have that, that, that point where we can reach out and invite them to this cool event and we can make that connection there. But really, you know, it, it's a work in progress for us. And, and it's something that we've played around with outsourcing it. I, I, at this point, the team and I feel like this is just going to be better served with us managing it completely in house, just with it's similar, it feels similar to kind of organic social. Um, so, you know, check back in. I would love, let's check back in in six months and hopefully I have like a better, more defined answer for you. But it really has still been like very much like, you know, testing and trialing what works. Um, so, yeah. Awesome. Yeah. I tell my clients, like, if you're going to get into influencer marketing, it kind of has to be an always on channel. Yes. Like, you don't just like turn it on once and like, that's it. it. There's no magic bullet. And so the playbook that I usually recommend to my clients is like, look, yeah. work, work with a whole bunch of influencers and find like, I don't know, five to 10 that just really love the brand. Like they love it. They get it. Their content's great. Like they're the dream influencer and just work with them all the time. Like give them almost like a VIP pass, like yes. that they can come in and do anything they want anytime yes. and yeah. treat them as part of your team. And like, it works, it works every time. The relationship. And I love that. I love that thought. And I love the starting with the five to 10. I think that's great advice. Yeah. Awesome. All right. As we're starting to wrap up here, any like super deep tactics that you think lots of people get wrong that you're like, Hey, I just want to share this thing with you that'll help you with all your marketing. Uh, no pressure. No pressure. Well, I, this is one that I think that, you know, again, I've seen this done in a variety of ways, but con like the, the immediacy of content that's needed in today's age with being active on social and, and really that like smartphone storytelling, which is like a real thing of like, we're not talking like highly produced videos. We're just talking videos that are shot with your iPhone. Um, I, I, doing that content in house. Just having if someone, it's their full role, it's part of their role, um, but they are dedicated to making that content for you uh, versus trying to like always make big produce videos or like elaborate photo shoots and stuff. You know, I think that the photo that is behind the backdrop right now, I think that was shot on an iPhone. So it's like, you know, just you can you can make it look pretty good. So that is one you know piece of advice um, that I feel like was was definitely helpful for us as we've as we scaled. Awesome. Well, Sarah Kerr from Condado Tacos is an amazing conversation. I, we could have probably gone three hours, but it's a 30 yes. minute show. So I want to thank you for being on the show today. Uh, <clears throat> if you're listening live, thanks for joining us live. Definitely thank you, Cameron, for all these comments. That was amazing. If you're listening to the show on audio or otherwise, please share the show with somebody that you think would be interested. If you think somebody would make a good guess that you would know, reach out to me, add a comment, whatever. Uh, and if you're listening on Spotify or iTunes or any of those ones, we love ratings and reviews just like a restaurant. So thank you, Sarah. Thank you, everybody. Thank you. Bye.